HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Danone North America, the world's largest B Corp, committed to doing all kinds of better for people and the planet. Learn more at DanoneAwayFromHome.com. This week on Meet and 3, we have stories about food in large quantities. From bulk buying groups and reasons for stocking up, to creative solutions for handling excess waste. We have someone picking up our corks from the wine bottles and they repurpose them to make buoys for boats and, and, and like shoes and all these different things. Yeah, because of the COVID, uh, everybody like uh, isolated at home. But uh, to see the people face to face is still exciting. So we kind of treat like a chance to say hello to the people and to the friend. Listen to Meet in 3, HRN's weekly food news roundup, wherever you get your podcast. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The devil runs his groove in the rhythm and blues that's him. It's gonna get you Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm Souther Teague. And I'm Greg Benson. Greg, how are you, friend? I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Uh, you know, it's uh, finally kind of a nicer day here in Brooklyn. Uh, the past couple of days have been kind of rainy and gross. We actually had to close the bar uh, uh, early and, and not even open at all one day. So I'm happy to see because, you know, we're still limited outdoor seating uh, in New York. Um, we are up to 25% indoor capacity, but that's doesn't include bar seating and my bar only has bar seating so i don't have any indoor capacity so um, you're you're just threesome toll booth now i'm yeah i'm the i'm at the <laughs> whim and folly of of weather still and we are edging into you know the time in new york city when it is not comfortable to sit outside based on temperature and you know fall rains and you know moisture in the air etc like the temperature was reasonable you know we've discovered that just through some you know data mining of our own talking to people who run businesses in new york that are always outdoor 51 degrees seems to be the consensus on where people won't sit outside anymore and even though we were in the low 60s it was misty so the you know temperature feels cooler on your skin so people were you know not coming out and the ones that were there were complaining of the temperature and leaving and so you know we we got to get we got to get some changes made as quickly as we can or we're going to run out of you know run out of you know landing strip here yeah. gonna, like it's 
yeah, it's getting it's getting perilous uh, as the days go by. Well, it's also, I mean, sort of speaking of this, I'm you know, I'm I'm not back at work yet. Uh, I'm still making a living by slapping my hands against a keyboard, which is super weird to me. Um, but you know, I I have a number of friends who have all recently in the past few weeks started to go back to work, which is, you know, I, I, I should say this loudly and for the record is just a general failure of governance. Like it is not the safest thing for people to, I'm not going to go ahead and say it's not safe, but it is definitely everyone agrees safer if everyone stays home than if you try and go back to work and serve a bunch of people in the service industry. But expanded benefits are running out. Winter is coming. People need to go back. And I've been, uh, it's been odd. You know, it's been weird having the option again for the first time since March of, you know, being out for a walk, being in a given part of town if I'm out on a bike ride and being like, oh, my friend just started working at this bar. I should pop in and see how they're doing. It's it's an odd thing. I drank my first cocktail in a Nick and Nora in about seven months this week, and I felt like one of those bomb-disabling robots that the U.S. military uses. I was just like, I didn't know. I felt like I'd forgotten how to use nice glassware, and I was worried that if I touched it wrong, the whole thing was going to explode. Sure. I mean, uh, I totally understand that. You know, I've mentioned a few times, I think, on the show that I have only been out to now four different spots um, and all still in the outdoor phase. And I've not liked any one of them, even though uh, one of them was, you know, arguably my favorite bar in the world, Bar Goto. Um, It just doesn't feel right. So I'm not I've decided I'm not going back to I'm not going to patronize a place until we're back to 100% capacity. And that may be another six months or more away. It's a, it's, it's a tricky problem for sure. It's definitely one that I've sort of wrestled with morally. I mean, obviously, you know, I just, I just outed myself as going out to bars. Yeah, that's, that's okay. People are, and I don't, I don't think I felt unsafe. That's not the right thing. When I say it felt weird, it just feels awkward. It feels not right. And I don't, you know, and as a, as a hospitality person, even when times are great, uh, you sit in any place and you look around and you, you see things that, that, that you would or you wouldn't do. And, you, you know, you're, you're constantly on the job is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so once now, you see the programming for the Matrix, you can't unsee it. And so, exactly. And so now, uh, as a guy who's been operating an outdoor cafe, you know, seven days a week for months now under all these protocols, you know, I'm looking at all that as well. But I didn't feel unsafe at any of the places I went to. I just felt like this isn't, you know what I mean? That's why you go to places because you're comfortable. I just didn't feel comfortable. It felt odd and, um, I don't know, surreal. Like you said, you, you reach for that glass and you feel like it's going to explode if you touch it wrong. <laughs> so every little action that you take is, um, you know, magnified to such a degree that you, you can't relax into the moment and just be like, ah, I'm sitting here at a place that I love and enjoying a thing that they do. I'm thinking to myself, I'm sitting outside a place that I love and enjoying something like what they do. Um, but they're having to do things that they don't normally do. So, you know, it all just seems the puzzle pieces didn't fit together. So I've decided I'm just not going to do it. And it's not because I don't want to support places. It's because I frankly, you know, knowing that my own salary has been slashed to less than a quarter, 
I don't have the money to go out. And if I'm going to go out and spend that now very, very hard-earned dollar, I need it to be comfortable. I need it to be relaxing and fulfilling. And if it's, if it's not going to be, then I'm just going to avoid it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I was I was hanging out with uh, some some daywalker friends last night, and you know, I got up on one of my favorite soapboxes, which is that you know, the restaurants that are any any restaurant being opened right now isn't for their benefit. It is for the benefit of people that would like to pretend that things are normal for however long they can do that psychological balancing act. You know. And and, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to be a scold here because I definitely enjoy buying into that fantasy. But you're right. It's difficult. Yeah, exactly. It's a fantasy. It is. It is. And it's nice to live in for a second, but it is hard to maintain and harder. I think if you like we were talking about, if you can see the matrix and if you can see all the things that are different and and wrong with this picture, you know, it's like the the black cat just keeps shaking itself and walking through the doorway over and over and over again. Yeah, I think if you uh, haven't seen the matrix listener, it, it, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry about that last analogy. Trust me, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's it pretty spot on. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's also, again, as you mentioned, a failing on the part of governance that they haven't simply stepped forward and said, you have to close. If they were to say that my bar had to close, then I could look at my landlord and say, we have to negotiate. Because they say I can be open, my landlord says, you owe me money. So mm-hmm. we, it's, a, it's, a, you know, it's, it's an Ouroboros, right? It's a snake that eats itself. It's a problem that's causing itself. It's a problem that won't end because of itself. And I think the phrase that I keep hearing out there, seeing in memes and whatnot is, just because you're over the pandemic doesn't mean the pandemic is over. Exactly. So on that cheery note, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Speaking of uh, living virtually, uh, yeah. there is yeah not just one but four simultaneous cocktail conventions happening virtually right now at this very minute as we're recording and uh, conducting all of this uh, this craziness. Uh, please welcome Carlos Rodriguez. Carlos, thank you so much for joining us, man. Gentlemen, thank you for having me. Great to be here. Yeah, of course. So your official job title is event director of Global Bar Week uh, by Reed Exhibitions. Um, and that's a, that's a pretty hefty title. Talk about that. Oh, it is. It is. And uh, don't read too much into it. Um, so, so, yeah, well, actually, you know, I'm, I'm the event director of, shall we say, part of Global Bar Week. So I'm the event director of Bar Convent Brooklyn, um, which I'm sure you and your listeners may know well. Yep. Um, that takes place every year. Of course, not this year um, at the Brooklyn Expo Center. Um, and we are kind of doing Global Bar Week. You know, I ultimately work for Reed Exhibitions, which is a, a big expo organizer. You know, uh, New York Comic Con is one of our. The Star Wars celebration is one of ours. Um, And we had the idea um, in these challenging times to not only um, obviously make Bar Convent Brooklyn uh, a virtual show because we can't make it face-to-face, but to actually work with our sister shows around the world. So with Reed Exhibitions Germany and Bar Convent Brooklyn, with Reed Exhibitions Brazil, uh, Bar Convent Sao Paulo, and with Reed Exhibitions UK, who do their own kind of equivalent, same kind of show, but it's called Imbibe Live. Um, and so we're all we were all in this boat of well I guess we can't have our face to face show this year for obvious reasons and and uh, we still want to talk to the audience and keep our audience engaged and provide value and, and lots of interesting great content how about 
we try and join forces, uh, pull something globally together, you know, for our participants that to say, hey, you don't just uh, get to experience Brooklyn virtually, but you can experience all of these other shows uh, from the comfort of your own home or your own desk or your own office. And so we thought, all right, we've got three months to go. Logistically, this is going to be crazy. Let's do it anyway. So um, and yes, Global Bar Week kicked off on Monday. And uh, myself and my, my fellow event directors for those three other shows, um, we are uh, knee deep in the thick of it, shall we say. So, and it's going, <laughs> it's going great so far. Yeah, four, four global conventions, pulling them off simultaneously uh, across, you know, the vastness of the Internet. Sounds, sounds simple enough. Yeah. Very simple, right? On a platform most of us have never used before. Um, all in there and, and every uh, decision needs four yeses or four no's. What could be easier? Yeah, <laughs> man. Uh, talk to me about like the expectation of your virtual guest. What 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 does one expect as the guest to to, to the virtual global bar week? Well, that's a it's a really fascinating question, especially when you're talking about an event like this. So um, we run, you know, obviously read exhibitions. We run a lot of events, you know, in all different industries, jewelry and and and, and uh, pop culture and architecture and and uh, and travel. On this particular event, though, you know, people come to Brooklyn and Berlin and Sao Paulo and buy primarily to taste, right? Sips to lips. They want to taste the new, the new spirits. Um, they want to taste um, uh, um, new product launches, for example. Um, and so when you're doing that virtually, you really, really can't do that. And so, so what is it? What is it? What is the objective of what we're trying to do? If you know you can't really do tasting like you would at a face-to-face -face event, what objective, what need are, are we going to fulfill for the audience? And so our audience, when we do have our face-to-face -face events, one of the things they really, really love is um, all of the, the content and education that we have in terms of hearing about the latest trends in the industry or the latest distilling methods, you know, from, from, from the very, very broad to the very, very specific. Um, you know, maybe networking and, and meeting up with people they only see once a year. Um, maybe they are, you know, on the lookout, even on, in, in these times, maybe they are on the lookout um, to get in a new line of, of Mexican whiskey, um, uh, you know, a new line of, of, of gin. So, so all of those objectives can still kind of be achieved. And so what we're trying to do with this, this centralized local platform is to say, hey, you know what, all of that education and all of that great content and all of this new information and new trends and hearing from some of these just unbelievably brilliant people in the industry, you can still do that. You wanted to, to network with some people, you wanna have a few meetings, you can still do that. But, more, but crucially, more importantly is to say, but not only are you going to experience all that that you would normally experience at a face-to-face -face event, but hey, maybe you do wanna hear um, what's going on with um, vodka in Brazil. How, what, what, are, what, is, what are the trends in Latin America um, for, for, um, for spirits? What are, what, is, what are the latest trends in, in Germany? Um, you, you know, for, for, for whatever it is, whatever it is that you want to do. Um, you, you can get your localized perspective of that as you always would from Brooklyn or from Sao Paulo or from Berlin or wherever your, your local show is. But you can also cast your eye further afield and really, really find out, again, from the comfort of your own home, what's going on around the rest of the world and get those different perspectives and maybe network with some of those people and make contacts with some of those people from around the world that you normally wouldn't have. So, so I think, I, I hope that answers your question in terms of the objectives, you know, um, the purpose of what our guest expectations would be. But on top of that, because it's virtual and because 
we have these four disparate shows from around the world coming together, you can get maybe what you were expecting, but then just so much more from an international perspective. Well, I, oh, yeah, I mean, that, that, yeah. that, that definitely answers my question on what they expect. And uh, we're in the thick of it right now. Um, correct. This this is happening as we speak. We are. But this is yeah. but this is day three actually, yeah. and it it's, it runs every day through Sunday. So it's going to be seven full days. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're kind of we're we're reaching the pinnacle right now, and I'm sure you're already getting some feedback. What is what is the feedback like from the guests? Are the are those goals that you set for yourself that you just explained to us are they being achieved, and how are they being received by the by the by the guest? We are. We are, obviously. Um, we run on every event we do. We kind of run, uh, run a post-show survey where we get the really, really detailed feedback you know, from all of our participants, whether they're an attendee or whether they're an exhibitor or one of our sponsors. But anecdotally and through the power of social, um, you know, Barkhammer Brooklyn, probably more than any other channel, has a huge um, following on Instagram. And we're getting a lot, a lot of great feedback on Instagram and a lot of great shares of some of the content that, that not surprisingly, to be fair, people are just loving the variety and the depth and the breadth of content that we have. You know, uh, um, we have some stuff that is sponsored. We have some stuff that is not sponsored. We've got um, a lot of content that is very, you know, focused on not just COVID, but the the economic impact to the industry from COVID. Um, We have a a ton of content around um, diversity, equity, and inclusion, uh, from Black Lives Matter to to Asian American bartenders to to, um, the the queer voice in the industry. Um, So I think along, uh, you know, I, I think along with all the content they expecting people have appreciated that kind of variety and kind of addressing touch points that are that are that are important to people right now and happening right now um, I also know we have had some some good feedback as people even on the socialists of the issues that I've just uh, spoken to you about it's it's been interesting for some people to get those different perspectives from other countries you know we know very much so what is going on with the racial problem we have in this country. Um, but for, for people to kind of get a, people from other countries to get that firsthand knowledge of what's going on here, but also for, for people from the United States to understand, well, you know what, there's nuances when you go to other countries and, and how they're, they're, they're handling it and, and the issues that they may have. So I think that, you know, the feedback that we've gotten so far from kind of our participant perspective is that they've really, really been delighted. Um, with with that variety and depth of content that we have, um, and I think you know for for a lot of our exhibitors and a lot of sponsors, obviously being able to reach out and connect with so many people, not just from their you know air quotes home show, but from across the world, you know especially if that's one of their strategic objectives uh, for their for their company this year, um, giving the opportunity to do that has been very very much appreciated, and I, and I think they've liked the sheer number of people that they can see in the platform, um, in, in the Global Bar Week pr- platform. So, um, so far, touch wood, good feedback. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the, I like that you've, um, you're filling the Damon Bolte role this week. Damon Bolte is, uh, is usually our, <laughs> our, uh, our glass half full glass. He's not a half full guy. He's an always full up to the, like, right <laughs> yeah. up to the meniscus guy. Um, yeah. And he's, he's on the road this week, but, I like that you looked at this problem of, well, how do we, um, you know, recreate this experience where people come together and mingle and network and are exposed, you know, put themselves in uh, a, a place, go out of their way to be exposed to things they wouldn't be just in the course of their day to day lives and said, this isn't uh, just 
something where we can recreate this. This is something where we can take that up to the next level because we have been forced to move virtual, because we now have the entire world at our disposal for this. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, again, you, there's there's nothing that's really ever going to replace face to face. You know, and that and that you know feeling of uh, sips to lips or liquid to lips, whichever term that you like uh, that you that you prefer. Um, but in doing this, and like you said, it, in kind of being forced to do this, it does make you think. All right, well, what things though can I take advantage? What what advantages does this format give me? What are the things that I can offer that I normally couldn't offer because I've, we've kind of been backed into this corner of doing this? And, um, you know, it didn't obviously take much thinking about to, 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 to see, well, actually, we could, take, we could take advantage of this in all of these different ways. Um, uh, some of the stuff I think, you know, our participants were expecting, um, some of us, I think, has been, you know, you know, surprising to them. Oh, I didn't expect to learn that or I didn't expect to see that. Um, so it's definitely, it, it is, you know, and, and to kind of, not to be the two to the glasses only completely half full um, <laughs> when we you know when we were doing this you know we'd never done it before so so kind of you know it, it was uh what how do i want to say this we not that we didn't know but it was like well i hope the people register i hope the people come <laughs> um you know when you know when we spoke to some of our customers you know and, and it was like yes but you know how many people do you think we're gonna you're gonna get you know i couldn't say oh we're gonna get this many Easily, no problem, because I don't really know. Um, but with the, um, the audience, the inbuilt audience each of these four shows have, and with the fact that, um, even, you know, at Reed Exhibitions, we are a professional show organizer, you know, I would say to people, you know, uh, no, no, no guarantees. I, I, I can't, you know, tell you right now, right here, exactly that Global Bar Week is going to be a raging success or absolutely fantastic or inundated. I can't tell you that because we don't know. We haven't done it before. What I can tell you, though, is with the, the things that we've put in place, and, and like I was saying, the audiences that we have, the promotion that we do, and the fact that our industry is so passionate, it's as pretty much close to an almost sure thing you can get to without it actually being a sure thing, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like all the pieces were there to uh, ensure that you'd get, you know, some folks coming. You know, I have to assume that even the folks who would maybe want to go to any any one of these events but live a little further away or can't get time off work or simply it's unaffordable in some way, they're priced out in, you know, or, or blocked out in some, some way, now those, those people can attend easily. So what you may have lost in people who who say, well, I'm only going to do it if I can go there in person, you probably gained in people who said, well, I've been wanting to go for years and this is my first opportunity to go, right? Absolutely. You know, and, and as you look at the registrations come through, and, you, and we have found this on some of the other events that we run virtually, um, of course, it comes as no surprise that the vast, vast majority of the people that we have come to from from to BCB Brooklyn are from the greater New York metropolitan area, from the tri-state area, right? No, no surprise there. But as you look at the registrants coming through, I think you're exactly right. You know, we see people from all over the U.S., and obviously because it's a global bar week all over the world as well, but just from a U.S. perspective. Um, yeah. I think you're right. This gives us an advantage um, to reach people who's like, well, I can't afford to, to fly to New York or to stay in a hotel in New York um, and go to this. So I, I think we're, we're able to do that. Um, you know, we're able to do that for people. And some of the things that we have, you know, at Global Bar Week, uh, in addition to the education, like unboxing of, uh, of, of, of spirits, right, or of new spirits, or having a kind of virtual tasting that you kind of can kind of join in along at home if you have the spirit. Um, I think that kind of 
that almost interactive or are almost, if this isn't a contradiction in terms, virtually tangible kind of aspect to it <laughs> has made you heard, people, you, heard it, you heard it here first, team. <laughs> virtu- vir- virtually tangible, right? Um, yeah, I think I'll, I'll, I'll copyright that one. Um, you know, as you know, and as we've explained, you, as we've explained to some some of our company participants around the unboxing, you know, it, some of this is a new concept even to them. You know, and, and uh, you know, we, we try and tell people, hey, have you ever have you ever gone on, on YouTube and seen the the billions of videos there are of people unboxing Funko Pop heads? Yeah, it's, Unbo- it's crazy. If you're, if you're me, I watch endless videos of people unboxing Jordans because I'm a total sneakerhead. It's people love this. And, and we've seen it, too. Some of the viewership of the unboxing um, <laughs> of the unboxing uh, content that we've put on Global Bar Week has actually even been surprising to me. Yeah. So, so I think, yeah, that that um, that closest thing that you can get, and, and the fact that people can kind of quote unquote play along at home, it, it really is. It's really the next best thing. Yeah, fascinating. Uh, Carlos, hang on for one second. We should hear from our sponsors here at Heritage Radio Network. We're going to come back and keep talking to Carlos Rodriguez about the virtual tangibility of Bar Convent in Brooklyn and other events that are happening literally right now. And we're going to tell you how you can get involved. So stay tuned. Every time your customers eat and drink, they vote for the world they want to live in. And as the world's largest B Corp, to know North America helps people vote for a better world with all kinds of better dairy, coffee, and plant-based products sourced and produced transparently. To know North America has the brands people know and love, like International Delight, Oikos, Silk, So Delicious Dairy Free, Horizon Organic, and Stoke Cold Brew Coffee. But to know North America represents more than just in-demand brands and better for your business products. They bring their B Corp certification to life in ways that protect the environment and communities by utilizing 100% renewable electricity sources to produce their products at their manufacturing facilities, committing $6 million to programs that restore the soil's ability to capture and sequester carbon, helping to restore more than 7.8 billion gallons to freshwater ecosystems through their water partnerships over the past decade, and committing to 100% reusable, recyclable, and compostable packaging by 2025. Learn how you can choose better at DenoneAwayFromHome.com. Welcome back. You are listening to The Speakeasy on Heritage Radio Network. We are talking to Carlos Rodriguez, who is running uh, one part of Global Bar Week, which is happening right now, literally right now as we're talking about it. So, uh, Carlos, if as soon as people are done with this podcast, they want to click over there and see what's going on, what would where where should they start and how can they go about that? Sure. Um, well, the easiest way is to go to barconventbrooklyn.com and right there on the homepage, at the top of the homepage, you get this nice big red button that says register for, and here's the important part, free 
today. Ooh. If you just click there, um, you'll get you'll be taken through the literal simplest registration process ever, and it's simple because registration processes are important to me. And if there are any more than like five questions, I get annoyed. So very, very simple registration process. Go to barconfrontbrooklyn.com. It is free registration and you get uh, access to all the heavenly goodness within Global Bar Week. That's fantastic. And um, before the show, we were talking a little bit about how many, uh, what a just... um, uh, for a like full court press of people coming into this uh, this virtual convention you've had, and I sort of wanted to to branch out a little bit about one particular thing you talked about. We sort of every show that we've done in the past seven months has kind of been about COVID in a way. It's always sort of there lurking I mean, in the background. It's, yeah, it's uh, it's part of everything right now. Yeah, and and you you know mentioned that a lot of what is being discussed at. Um, Global Bar Week has to do with the economic impacts of that and sort of ways to move forward. And one thing that I want to know is one thing that I've enjoyed getting to do on this show is talk to people from Scotland, Haiti, Peru, Australia, Ireland, like all over the world about what their uh, what is going on in their countries and sort of what their unique approach to this has been. So has it just been uh, a global brainstorming session or or how has that been going on for y'all um interestingly interesting question um so we there are it's interesting because i think at the same time there are as many similarities between the the four global shows as there are differences when it comes to uh, the 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 covid effect um, on the industry, on the actual show itself, um, but also um, when it comes to how we think about a, uh, a virtual event, how we would individually think about a virtual event, and then, of course, in this, in this case, how we collectively think of a virtual event. Um, you know, I guess one of the, you know, the common factors, obviously, that, that is running through everything is that um, there is... The, not in, really in any four parts of the globe that the, the four shows come from, there has not been a complete retor- return to normalcy. Um, there has been, um, you know, bars, restaurants um, are still, for the most part, closed or only very, very tentatively opened. Um, we do have, you know, a lot of our, our participating companies um, have been having a not too bad of a time of it, you know, as the we've had the rise of, of um, direct-to-consumer uh, alcohol being ordered, of which I have partaken myself as well. Um, oh, yes. But our, our our participants, our participants, you know, and, and our and our core audience of attendees, which are the bartenders and the bar owners, have have been hit particularly hard. And so and so we understand that, and we also understand that there is there is that desire for normalcy. And if we can't get back to a bar right now, can can I at least? talk with some like-minded people from my industry? Can I, can I at least understand and absorb all the content of all the cool things that are A, going on in the industry right now, or B, are coming down in the pipe uh, of the industry? So, so, so I think we collectively knew that that would be appealing to the audience to be able to provide them something that like, like that, again, as close as you can as possible without being face-to-face, a sense of that normalcy while being very, very, very um, cognizant of and, and, and sympathetic to the, the economic circumstances that, that people are undergoing. And so, you know, some of the content that we have been 
offering out. We have a, a great law firm that we work with, uh, De Pasquale and Summers, who, who specialize in this industry. Um, and they've, for a, just as an example, released a series of content, which is also available on uh, barcomerbrooklyn.com, um, where they've released a series of, of, uh, of webinars all around about legal advice for our core audience that I was talking about, our bartenders, our bar owners. Um, what are your rights for, for land, you know, uh, in terms of landlords that may be demanding rent or, or God forbid, trying to kind of boot you out of your premises? Um, what, what are the legal recourse that is, that is available to you? Are you are fully up to speed on all the regulations that we all know are sometimes changing uh, weekly, daily even? Do you understand uh, what you can and what, we, what you can't do? Um, and so I think when we were thinking about this, as well as all that, the, the other stuff that I'd mentioned in terms of providing something that we know that the audience is going to want, really, really wants and is interested in and passionate about to give them that sense of normalcy. We're, we're also trying to collectively trying to provide practical advice um, to the audience so, so, so that they can feel that, they, that what we're giving them is something worth their time. You know, on that, one thing I, you know, I wanted to mention and about that and about Global Bar Week even, you know, as a whole, one of the things that kind of we, we all thought about and, and one of the things I actually brought up to the global team was that when you're when you're providing virtual content or when you're running a virtual event, not only is it different in all the obvious ways, but when you have a face to face show, you know, people come to a face to face show. They're there for the day or they're there for two days and you have them and they're captive and they're there for two days and you have people's attention span. When you're running a virtual event, though, it's very, very different, especially as we all know, people kind of join from their house, from their home. And so when, when you're running this virtual event and when you're providing this great content, um, you, first of all, your audience is not captive anymore because they're not in a venue. They're right there. Uh, but secondly, um, you're not just competing with maybe the fact that they have laundry to do or they're 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 technically working and they have another meeting that they may need to go to and while i would love to attend that session on hennessy um i actually have another meeting that i have to go to so you're 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 you know not only are they uh, not a captive audience you're you may be competing with with other meetings they have other work but crucially uh one of um the vp of events for the nba um who is someone we had on a webinar for one of our other shows which is a digital marketing show had said when you're when you're doing kind of virtual events like this you're also competing with netflix you're competing with hulu and mm. so whatever you do whatever you provide to your audience it has to be the shit it really does <laughs> It just, it just does. It's not good enough to say, oh, yeah, this is applicable to this audience. Um, what are you going to do to make it very compelling to the audience in terms of the title, the lineup, the description, the actual content of what you're talking about and what that, what that webinar or virtual panel is about? How, what are you going to do to compel your audience to actually turn away from Hulu? or turn away from HBO Max. And so that was the challenge we all collectively had. And it's made us, I think, better event organizers um, in terms of really, really trying to, cu to curate the content that we know that our audience is gonna love. Because if we don't do that, then we're just lining ourselves up for failure. Yeah, I mean, I think that's an important way to think about it. Um, first, I'd like to touch on what you mentioned earlier about uh, all the content that you're generating for people like me who are operators who uh, may not know how to deal with landlords or the, the specifications of the regulations that are being handed down again minute by minute, if not even quicker than that. Um, because that's, that, you know, that's a, important stuff for an operator because I am trying to operate my business 
meaning I can't just sit in front of a computer and go search out these things. If they're compiled for me somewhere, that's going to be a great reliever of stress for me and hopefully a help to my business. So I think that's important. And I would encourage anyone out there who's an operator or, or owner to, to go check out those bits of the format and, and engage in those. Um, but, you know, just a quick analogy to what you just said about how you have to compete with everything. Um, uh, my grandfather worked for in advertising for a while when I was young, um, and uh, he uh, he related a story to us about how every commercial they they did commercials for Coca Cola. Every commercial they pitched to Coca Cola, uh, the executives at Coca Cola would watch the commercial without sound. So the mm. com- the commercial had to be compelling enough to get the idea and the message across without even being able to hear what the audio was. Um, so I feel like that's kind of a similar thing. You're trying to be compelling enough to go up against these giants uh, that are simply just distractors. Um, you're having to gather people's uh, attention and hold it, even though you maybe you know you're you're hobbled in some way. So I think that's pretty pretty powerful that you guys you know decided that pretty early on and and have driven your content to 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 be I don't know compelling and accessible uh, and and attention grabbing. Um, from the beginning so it's pretty smart absolutely agree we have no choice we have to yeah yeah, yeah that's the thing that's, that's where we're all at right now we have no choice uh you know i keep telling people I'm, you're not watching me learn to swim you're watching me try not to drown it's a subtle it's a, subtle, it's a very subtle difference <laughs> there's, there's there's they're similar in ways but there's some subtle differences as well um so uh you said you wanted to talk a little bit about global community key takeaways from the pre-show and during show activities, the trends, et cetera. What, what, what are we seeing emerge as this goes on? I'm sure that you probably had a chart uh, or something that said what you expected to see. Are you hitting what you expected or things popping up that were unexpected? How's that part going? Um, so I would say it's it's a little bit of both, right? And we don't we we're, we're really it's a little bit too early to have most of our key takeaways. Um, all we can really do is kind of observe the platform, observe the interaction and kind and try and comment on what's going on. Um, and, and I think I think so. So I think there's a, a kind of two key takeaways so far just from what's going on that I can talk about the content that I've kind of, you know, already a little bit alluded to in, in that, you know, um, not too surprisingly, I would say the content is, is proving to be a big hit. Um, right, it's getting a lot of viewership. It's getting a, a lot of live viewership. But, but crucially, actually, and one thing I would say on the content is that you know, for for most of the most of the content that we have, you know, it's scheduled. Right, this is going to go out on on Wednesday at three. This is going to go out on Tuesday at ten a.m. Um, but like, and we've already mentioned them, like Netflix and Hulu, our audience, not just for for this event, but for most events, the audience's mindset has changed over the years, and people demand things on demand. They're like, uh, that's great. I, you know, I don't care that it's 11 a.m. I'm busy at 11 a.m. I want to watch it when I want to watch it. And so what we're finding is that while we're getting like a lot of live viewership during the live scheduled time, we're getting a ton of viewership watching it on demand. You know, people watching it in the evening, maybe they're busy during the day, people watching it the next day. So, um, so, so yes, the content is proving popular, but it's, but it's, but also people are kind of expecting it to watch it on their schedule, on their terms and when they want. Um, the second kind of re- related takeaway to the content is, and, and I, again, touched upon this, is that the, 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 um, <laughs> like the unboxing, uh, uh, content that we have, or I'm going to take you through tasting. We had a we had a great um, 
uh, a great session last night on on uh, banana uh, fruit flavors in different spirits and how there's a hint of banana. Those ones where people are actually tasting the alcohol and you're, they're encouraging you to follow one at home or just unboxing these new products and this beautiful packaging and pouring it out and tasting it for the first time. Um, those seem to absolutely be resonating with the audience. And again, those are the those are the closest things that you can get to being in, in there in person and tasting it yourself without tasting it actually. So I think in terms of the content, that's something we're, we're learning. In terms of the global nature of it, it's funny because we have this global show and we, you know, we're, we're providing all of our members, hey, mix with all of the exhibitors and all uh, of, of your fellow participants from all over the world. We're seeing in, the, in, in these early days, people in the, in the majority though are sticking to their home. Right. So all the people that we've that that uh, that normally come to BCB Brooklyn, you know, most of the connections they're making are with other exhibitors and other participants from Brooklyn. It's the same thing in Berlin. It's the same thing with the UK audience and the same thing with the Sao Paulo audience. Now, we're going to see if that trend changes slightly as we get further in the week and people start to move further afield um, because we are getting people that come back to the platform every day in part because and here's that key word again, we are releasing content, new content every single day. So it's not like you can watch all of the content for the show on the on the first day. We're actually including on Sunday, we're releasing brand new content. So people are coming back. And I thought that was quite interesting. We'll, we'll see if that trend with that trend stays. But but people are they really do love their home show and, and networking and connecting with people from the home show. So th those I would say are very, very early days, really at only after two full days of the show, um, preliminary takeaways that I'm seeing. Yeah, and it totally makes sense, I think. Um, I wanted to ask another thing regarding the virtual content that's up there and being able to watch it on demand. Is it going to be, uh, what's the word that they use, evergreen? Is it going to always be there? Can I go look at this show in two months, six months, or is it going to be up for a certain amount of time and then pulled down? Um, so the, the answer is yes and no. My favorite answer. Vague, vague <laughs> for you. Um, so the actual platform itself with all of the content on it, on it is going to be open probably up to a week after uh, after the event closes. You know, we're looking actually at viewership now, you know, and, and platform usage. So so uh, not quite sure yet of how many days, but it's probably going to be around about a week after the show ends. And, and, the, and again, the show runs through Sunday the 18th. So maybe up to the 25th um, will the content be available for your viewership then the platform will be turned off. Um, and then on the Bar Convent Brooklyn website itself, when you go there, amongst all the other fabulous things you'll see on there, you'll see right up in the toolbar something called Infuse 365. And Infuse 365 is content that is supposed to be there, as the name suggests, 365. So, so that series I was talking about that De Pasquale and Summers did, you know, in terms of knowing your rights as a bar owner or bartender, that's yeah. up there and that will stay there. That's evergreen. A lot of the content from Global Bar Week, yes, we are going to repurpose and is going to leave, live on Infuse 365. But I think each of the individual shows are going to be pretty much do the same thing. So you're probably going to get the majority of the Brooklyn content on Infuse 365, and that's probably going to be evergreen. Um, but for the imbibe live content, you'll want to go to the UK's website. For the Berlin content, the Berlin website, and so on Understood. and so forth. Yeah, and that, that makes perfect sense. The local thing goes to its local platform. Um, yep. But, you know, on what you were saying, I would, I would concur wholeheartedly. You know, our show... Um, well, back on Old Earth, our show was live. Uh, now we record and it airs a couple hours later. Um, once we ever get back to the studio, we're live. And we, we can see the analytics from our side, too. Live live listeners are 
uh, pale in comparison to people who listen at their mm. leisure uh, later that day, the following day, over the next over the next three or four days. Every show sees far more people download and listen than than sees it live. But we still do it live because it gives it a better. I don't know. It feels better when it's live. Agreed. No, agreed. These sessions that we have, they're 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 live recorded. You know, we have all the panelists there, um, and everything there, um, and you can watch it live if you want. But yes, that that increase in on demand, and, and you know, and I, and I think we all understand this too, as we've seen, you know, and as I, as we spoke about a little bit before the show, um, for different reasons and in different ways, um, we're still very very busy, even being stuck in our house for most of the time, um, in, in many many different ways, and 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 everyone has their own personal things that are going on. I get, I have three kids, and I literally have two times a day that were that to myself when I walk the dogs in the morning and when I walk the dogs in the evening, and those are my only two podcast times. That's it. I don't have a prayer of listening to a podcast outside of those two times of walking the dog. So, yeah, any any podcast that I want to listen to or anything like that that I want to consume, I've got a small window, and it needs to be consumed on, on my time. Carlos, I'd highly recommend you go into your podcast settings and start listening to things on two times speed. It takes a minute to get used to, <laughs> but it but it saves you it saves you a lot of time. I have heard that. I, I, I haven't I haven't I, done it yet. I've been doing it for years, and it saves me a lot of time. Uh, I would say step up, go go one and a quarter, one and a half, one and three quarters, and get yourself up to two times, and then you're you know every you're saving a half hour on I'm, every hour long podcast. I might so. try that. I might try that actually, considering Guardian Football Weekly is released now four times a week, and I'm like yeah. I don't have time to do this. So yeah, maybe I'll try. On the other the other uh, fun well, thing is when you go back to like normal one-time speed everybody sounds like they're hammered oh yeah 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 <laughs> and I, I run into the people who i know who do these podcasts and i'm like hey man how you doing and they start talking i'm like are you okay <laughs> <laughs> well very appropriate for a bar in brooklyn yeah exactly <laughs> uh well man this has been fascinating and i want to drive more people over there so lay it out again uh, how to get there it's barconventbrooklyn.com right barconventbrooklyn.com right there on the homepage at the top of the homepage above the fold as we say in the marketing industry um, you're going to see a big button that says register for free today um, and so you click that very very short registration you can register and obviously as well as accessing the platform all of the content that was on Monday and Tuesday is now all available on demand um, you can watch all of that um, and we've got a bunch of content coming up every day this week so uh, yeah it couldn't be easier to access yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, uh, you know, for better or for worse, uh, easiness makes people more inclined to, to get on board. Um, uh, you also have a Instagram for Bar Convent Brooklyn. It's just that, right? Bar Convent Brooklyn. It is. We're across all of the social channels. So if you if you look across all of them, but yes, at Bar Convent Brooklyn. Um, so people... the, and uh, the Instagram, too. We have a lot of brands that are that have done Instagram takeovers um, yeah. and just just fantastic i mean stuff i'm serious now stuff that has like i'm the event director and i've seen some stuff i'm like that's it i'm ordering it so i have literally they've gotten my money from me yeah. already this week from from some of the cool stuff they have on there yeah so you're going to do an unboxing video of all the stuff that you've ordered right that's you know what I'm, that's I, could, what I'm hearing. I could Ooh, i could unbox my 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 new jays and <laughs> the the nixa corn liqueur i got as well that would be amazing Ooh. i gotta say man i i didn't chime in too much on the unboxing thing i simply don't get it <laughs> you know, I never write my my uh, my little my little my littlest kid would watch would spend hours watching you know like Funko Pop heads and those little Tsum Tsums be unboxed. I'm like, I don't get it, I don't get it. And then I started literally watching people unbox, like open up the new uh, Virgil Abloh's Nike Air Force Ones or the new the new Jays. I'm like, I get you know what, I get it. Yeah, I get it now. 
It's a little. It's a little past me. I think. Crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> I, but I, it, I miss, it, it, it works. The train. It's effective. <laughs> There's the got to be an unboxing Amaro channel out there somewhere. I bet you if we find it, like we'll come back to you in a couple weeks and you'll be fucking hooked. I uh, I guarantee it. It's just uh, you got to find that one thing that speaks to you and then you can't look away. Would not care. Um, I just it doesn't appeal to me at all to watch someone else open something. Um, <laughs> So anyway, Barkheim at Brooklyn, it's, it sounds like it's going to be a wild success this year. Um, I would love to maybe have you back on uh, for a recap, even if it's just a quick 10-minute episode to talk about, like, how many people did come? How many views did you get? No, I would like, love to. It would be, be a joy. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to have a bunch of cool learnings from this, you know, considering it's the first time we've done it. And, uh, you know, it's not going away. You know, I, you know I'm, I'm relentlessly positive, and I know we will get a vaccine. I know we will get, at some point, return to some, some part of normalcy. And when we do, we can have that face-to-face Barcom in Brooklyn that everybody loves. Yeah, of course, but I, but I have to but, assume, Carlos, that even when that happens, you, uh, you're probably still going to do the virtual side as well. That's so what I was get... about to say, right? Uh, this, is, this is not going away. We've learned so many valuable things. We've learned new ways that we can just engage with the audience that the audience like, right? And, and we've, we've taken things that don't work as well, right? And, and we've learned from those as well, and so we know not to do those. Uh, but it's never, this, it's, you know, while it's, it's a stopgap now for face-to-face, you know, in the future when we get back to face-to-face, it's not, you know, face-to-face is not going to replace it. These are going to complement each other. We've, we've gotten too much engagement and involvement from the audience um, to ever have this go away again. So it's, it's yeah. here to stay, you know, to complement the face-to-face. Yeah, outstanding. Well, thanks so much, Carlos, for taking time out uh, of, I guess, walking your dog to hang out with us and talk to us about uh, Bar Convent Brooklyn and the, the, the Global Bar Week. Um, and, man, uh, if you're out there listening, uh, you know, log on and check it out. You've got, uh, obviously, till Sunday for, to, for all the live events. You've got another week to log on and check it out um, as a whole. Then you can check out each website for the local shows and, and this stuff. A lot of this stuff will be evergreen, which is great. It's, a, it's just another resource for us out there, and that's, all, that's what we always need is resources for education and betterment of ourselves and, and our craft. Uh, so really, really appreciate you being on today, um, and thanks so much, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much. An absolute pleasure being here. Thanks so much. Anytime, brother. Thank you. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The The Speakeasy is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to learn more about our 10-year anniversary celebration happening all year long, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com forward slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows that you like. Tell your friends. And please, join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.